Welcome to Church Premier's Podcast. My name is Richard Moore. I'm your host and informant for everything church, theology, and faith-related. Churchpreneur's vision is to accelerate the church in mission, vision, and effectiveness in fulfilling the Great Commission in our communities. Churchpreneur's hopes to embolden people to fulfill the Great Commission beyond their own borders into the rest of the world within this generation. In this podcast, I talk about everything that's moving me in relation to church and theology, hopefully to empower you and your ministry, your church, Bible study, theological understanding, and most importantly, your personal growth in Christ. Today, I've got a special guest with me. Uh, This is a real treat. Um, We've uh, gotten to know each other uh, over the last several years. Funny enough, we're both uh, missionaries in Germany and uh, both started off uh, language learning together. And uh, we uh, rode together to uh, language class for about a six month period, three month period, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we've got together uh, today in the studio, in the studio, Jeff Cagwin. He's a colleague and a missionary buddy uh, living in Condern with me in Germany. I guess we're, we can, we're allowed to say that on air, right? Live, live and in person. Anyways, so Jeff Cagwin has been here in Germany. Tell me, Jeff, maybe three years now, right? Four? Yeah, three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. And uh, we did study. We started language to get school together. Not started together, but we, we traveled uh, into town together uh, for a while. And uh, funny enough, we had a lot of stuff in common. Uh, his brother uh, is here as well as a missionary and uh, got to know them years ago. Uh, actually, funny enough, your brother took us, picked us up from the airport. Oh, my. Uh, and uh, was took us to the uh, Teach Beyond uh, training in Chicago Wow! in the pouring rain. Sounds about right. Literally, yeah, Chicago, I guess, right? In the summer. It was pouring. It was like crazy. Uh, But he was real sweet to pick us up uh, in the family vehicle back in the day. So uh, that's been, man, five, six years ago. Anyways, that was a thing in common. And then um, your wife. Uh, we found out you guys are from Indiana originally, uh, Valparaiso area. Yep. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, you sure. Um, and uh, yeah, Valparaiso back in the day too had a real great win in the NCAA tournaments. Always sure remember that. Um, so I'm a little proud of that because I could say I'm from Indiana as well. Uh, born in the great state of Indiana in uh, Goshen, Indiana. Yeah. And your wife also born on the very same day. Yeah. In the very same state as myself, uh, that that's quite. We're birthday twins, so we get yeah. to celebrate that every year. And now we find ourselves in Condren in Germany. It's a small world. It's a small world, I tell you. And uh, so I've never, I've hardly, even in my own class, had anybody born in in that year. I'm not going to say the year because then I'll give away <laughs> your wife's age. Not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Anyways, uh, Jeff, very welcome. Thank you for uh, sitting down with me. Yeah, great to be here. Um, Jeff is, can just give him a, a little uh, blick into his life. Um, he is a part-time pastor mm-hmm. um, at a local church, a local English-speaking church in our area, and also a uh, pastoral care member care for our mission. So for yep. our, uh, our our missionaries who are here in the area, he has oversight and care for them. Maybe just tell us a little bit about that. So what you do, uh, so we can know who you are and, and, and what, what you're up to kind of with that, within those roles you play. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Richard. 
I came here August 2016 doing pastoral care with our organization, as you said, and then added to my mix a year ago, uh, joined the pastoral team at our church here. And so I serve as in an associate pastoral capacity there. A lot of the work I do there is also in the in the area of care, uh, prayer, counsel, that kind of uh, work. Yeah. Cool deal. And uh, within the mission, too, uh, a lot of uh, you have oversight for a lot of people, yeah, or, or pastoral care, or missionary care for a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh, surprisingly, to a lot of folks, we have uh, in the neighborhood of 200 souls, if you include mm. children. Uh, right in this immediate area, most of which are associated with the school, Black Forest Academy, uh, but other various ministries uh, based here as well. And this is going to be great. I want to put this as well out to our missionary community in the area, hopefully for their learning, for their encouragement, um, pastors in the area, pastors actually in the U.S. as well, who are thinking of sending out missionaries. Yeah. I really especially wanted to get sit down with you for that particular um, angle um, yeah. today. So that's 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 sort of my purpose today. Um, what is uh, pastoral care? What do what's missionary care and why is it so important? That's sort of what I wanted to get yeah, at today. Love it. Let's do it. So we're going to jump right in. First, what led you to um, personally uh, to pastoral care ministry uh, and now missionary care? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> This is yeah, going to be yeah. a quick interview. Next <laughs> that, question. A, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Jesus did it. He called. Uh, yeah. But tell us about that process. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I would say that my own journey, journey including uh, the my own struggle to thrive in ministry over, uh, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. Been in ministry for, uh, I guess, half my life now, being in my... 40s. I'll, I'll admit that. You'll admit it? Okay. <laughs> and so noticing uh, just some of the challenges of trying to flourish in ministry and seeing so many others in ministry who were really struggling and, and feeling the, the stress of ministry and so feeling really a call to minister to those in ministry was yeah. a big part of my, what uh, led me to feel called to it. Uh, and then for a number of years, for example, I was a lead preaching pastor at a church in the U.S. Uh, for several years and preaching. Uh, we were, as I was texting yeah. you the other day, you, <laughs> yeah. know, you kindly asked how, how how it had gone. Yeah, Jeff preached the other day and he said, oh boy, I'm, I was terrified. And, but it's good. That's I, I found that awesome, refreshing to hear it from you, actually. Yeah. And so I... You know, I find that that preaching is something I now do. I don't do it weekly. I do it occasionally now, every month or two-ish. And yet what is most life-giving to me is what I, what I currently call soul care, pastoral mm -hmm. care, one-on-one, -on -one when I can help an individual face-to-face mm -hmm. -face, mm -hmm. uh, grasp the gospel and how it applies to their life mm -hmm. and to their to their problems, the stresses, family, whatever it might be. That that I find is so life-giving for yeah. me. And so that is the call that I continue to feel to, toward this area of pastoral care. So it must, it, it takes a, a real uh, certain individual with certain spiritual gifts. What? How do you say God's gifted you in that? Is, it, is listening, is, is listening your strong point? I mean, what? Yeah, you know, listening is a big, 
a big one for me. I, I love to listen. Wisdom, maybe, uh, yeah. discernment, stuff like this. Yeah. Mercy and yeah. compassion, I believe, are things that God expresses through me, not to my credit, but to his. <laughs> and so those would be the kind of the cluster of, of passions and yeah. gifts I think yeah. he's given me. Do you think, every, uh, this is not a, one of the questions, I, but yeah. just, just kind of a follow-up on that. Do you think it's really important for a, a person in pastoral care, missionary care, to have sort of those, that, that kind of constellation of giftings or... I do. You see it. You think it's important. I do. There are, you know, because it is, it is kind of an ambiguous industry, if I can call it right. that. Okay. You know, like when you say member care, like that can mean a lot of stuff. It can mean ten different things to ten different people. So I do think there's a lot of appropriate freedom and latitude how you might do member care. You know, caring for missionaries or caring for souls. However, I would suggest that that cluster <laughs> gift strongly encouraged yeah that, 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 that really does need to be a part if people are going to um receive the care of christ yeah so like the classic we think about the classic preacher teacher type is probably not going to do great in this not typically if i think the, and that's kind of the flip side of what i was saying a moment ago where i feel so drained though i do it willingly yeah. preaching <laughs> preaching is draining for you, you know yeah, and yeah. so yeah. To, to uh you know the flip side of that is someone whose primary passion and gifting is in that preaching and teaching proclaiming yeah. sort of ministry then most likely care is not going to be their primary uh either sweet spot their primary yeah. gifting yeah, yeah. okay uh so let's uh take that and and move on um what issues do you see arising in pastoral ministry most often? What are people dealing with? What are the, what are the things you're facing? Let's maybe take uh, pastoral ministry and then maybe missionary care uh, as separate. What do you think? Should yeah, we do it that great. way? Two That's different great. things. Yeah. yeah, and I'll speak a little bit to our particular context here. And if you yeah. want to broaden it, uh, that's great as well. But um, we uh, have a... A unique uh, fellowship right. here in the sense that we're in this expat community. Mm -hmm. A lot of expatriates, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and highly transient. And so we have uh, 25 to 30% of our church body leaves every year. That's crazy. So you, you're a lot of turnover. The revol of revolving turnover. door. Exactly. Yeah. So how? And they're ministry professionals themselves. Can I? Put yes. That? Yeah. So yeah. Just yeah. A, a lot of them are ministry. The professionals vast majority yeah, themselves, are. missionaries, working in Christian work, etc. Yep. Yeah. And so how do we? One challenge that I'll first note is is you've just touched on it. How do you pastor a flock that is a revolving door? I sometimes feel like I'm in Grand Central Station and people <laughs> just are people just coming, coming through. and going and, yep. and yep. here my passion is to go deeper with God and with each other. Right. And I and um Lord show me how do we how do we do this and how do we build a a vibrant fellowship yep. when you know people are are here in God. So that that's one unique yeah. issue to you right here to to this community here in our area so trans as probably speaks to a lot of churches though transient nature of churches people revolving door swapping sheep um i guess yes. that happens quite often in america i mean sure i've been does. in church ministry for 20 years myself and 
keeping the person in the seat uh, so you can invest in them is a challenge. It really is. So speak to that a little bit. Tell us how you address it. Is there a way to, you know, what are you finding? Yeah. Uh, I don't know the silver bullet yet, so <laughs> if I answer. find it, I'll come back for another episode. There you go. We can have another episode on it. <laughs> but how do you, I mean, how do you j- just deal with, kind of do it as it comes or, or as people want that input, you just give it or how? That's yeah. tough, right? It, it is tough. Yeah. And, and I'm still finding my way in this, but I would say I prayerfully seek those people who seem open, who display a, a desire and a commitment to, to invest here. And there are those mm-hmm. who understandably, maybe they're on the road half or more of the time and they just can't realistically go invest deeper, yeah. and go mm-hmm. deep here. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I look for, you know, it comes to mind like the, the scriptures talk about the person of peace. So it, it reminds me ah, of that. Like yeah, you're looking yeah. for the people who are, who are focused here to the degree they can and genuinely yeah. showing, showing a, a desire to, to go deeper with God. And I see. So you kind of look for those, those key people, uh, some pe- people of peace and stuff like that and s- sort of set down roots with them. So that they can also minister further. Is that sort yeah. of Second Timothy two two sort of thing where you're, yeah the things you've seen in me and heard in me yeah I, I think so. And then all the while I continue to learn to try to hold it with open hands because mm-hmm. they might be leaving. They may very well be leaving, and and that stings. And I don't want it ever not to sting, if if I may say it that way. You know, because it, it if it hurts, that means I'm I'm alive. I'm engaged. <laughs> right, I'm invested, right. and vice versa. I want like. Brothers, we are not professionals. Yeah. You, yeah, you know, that that thing. I, I'll appreciate that because that should be a pastor's uh, situation anyways. I mean, you know, in the sense that that person I'm investing in might leave. So what do I, how do I invest in a person who tomorrow might be gone? That's a good thing for pastors to think about anyway. So yeah. that's a good one. What, what other issues do you see? What, what Anything you also want to bring up that you're seeing in pastoral care altogether? Yeah, it, uh, uh, not yet the missionary side thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, the, not 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 missionaries yet, but still in pastoral care, yeah. church ministry care. What do you see in our issues that are just coming up like crazy? Yeah, well, there's there uh, there are always hot topics, right? All right, yeah. <laughs> and certainly in our day, in my view, the issue of this age or this this day this is um pertaining to sexuality yeah and uh sexual orientation and gender identity is a massive issue and while we are in a somewhat um sheltered context here i think right uh it is sheltered christian context yes or? okay yes yeah. It, yeah that is what i have in mind right. and uh yet it is it's a huge issue and so, for example, on our, I sit on the elder team yeah. in our church, and uh, we, for my brief years here, have been wrestling through this one, trying to work it out in relationship and community with one another, yeah. uh, formulate a, a statement, even you know, here's here's here we stand, and then and then kind of a more of an age-old one is. Um, Gender roles in ministry, and what do we? Okay. You know, so how you, do we, you're kind of saying like, so sexual identity, yeah, um, that sexual orientation, and then also gender roles, yeah, women, sep- women in leadership, and yeah. these kind of issues that uh, 
you know, we're still trying to work out on the ground here, and we've got people from all kinds of, we're kind of a broadly evangelical, interdenominational fellowship. Good, you're speaking to every single church out there then, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I love and, it. So, and so how do we come together in genuine unity and, uh, you know, with people who have legitimately varying perspectives on, like, complementarianism and egalitarianism and yeah. how does that... Yeah. various shades within the spectrum and how do we not break fellowship ideally unless we're compelled to unless we really need to right and, and work this out together in in christ so well yeah um where do you land on that i mean that that i mean i i'll say it on there i'm, I'm a complementarian yeah um, same but that actually has come out actually in the last let's say um 40 years uh as a as a official term i actually just researched this myself and um from the gospel coalition put uh, actually one of the women who wrote the original manuscript on complementarianism was sitting on the board of gospel coalition at the time Mm. and so this is a relatively new idea i think has biblical roots though and that's that's why we hold to the view right but how do you man that's that's a tough balance to create uh with such an evangelical spectrum you just got to do it with grace right i mean what yeah. <laughs> how do you, how how are you able to to get that balance uh, or, or, or are you still yeah. working on it stay tuned stay yeah. tuned <laughs> uh, yeah and i find that you know of course passions run deep mm-hmm. on these kind of issues and so often right. things can be said um, that will hit a nerve and uh so seeking both to clarify kind of on the more um, objective side of things, here's how, here's where we stand, here's right. how we live it out in fellowship with one another, and then on the more subjective, personal, pastoral side, which tends to be my, I gravitate towards that part mm-hmm. of life, uh, you know, how do we shepherd people through through these things, you know, and, and uh, it's not just an issue. It's not merely a debate. It's it's deep. It's personal, personal it, pastoral. Actually, yeah, yeah, dealing with people's souls who yeah. are, who have been. I mean, as complementarians, we probably got to be honest, man. Um, there's been some damage done. Yeah, um, and let's just be real, be honest. Um, uh, you know, the cookie cutter, uh, preg- barefoot and pregnant is has been pushed on women yeah, yeah probably yeah and and a lot are coming from that perspective and we ought to be very very gracious and kind and uh june cleaver is not the is not what complementarian means right. you know um we got to be you know we got to paint a good picture too right in both directions good so uh so we got a sexual uh, identity roles we got uh a gender uh, we got the transient nature of church that is particularly for your setting here what, what are some other is there, is there anything else that you see just coming up consistently as an issue yeah you know this one kind of relates to the transients in my mind mm-hmm. but uh just the whole issue of engagement and and that's quite different from like those hot button issues that i had just mentioned but uh how do we actually submit ourselves to a local community and here you'll 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 appreciate Dietrich Bonhoeffer, right? Is yes, like sir. He, he he preaches passionately about <laughs> uh, 
you know, we uh, realism versus idealism. Like we have these visions of what we think our Christian community ought to be, right. and he says we actually do damage to our communities by importing these idealized, yeah, unrealistic notions of what you know how it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And so I find that often. Uh, Missionaries, I think, often come with idealism, and then reality hits, and ooh, that's hard. And for example, I mentioned all these folks who travel so much and maybe doing exciting kingdom of God pioneering work, work yeah. and then that's quite different to come and work out your these hard issues I've been touching on right. in fellowship, shoulder to shoulder, hurting one another with transient people. Yeah, with transient people. <laughs> yeah, and so how do you? engage and yeah oh yeah that's uh i mean i, I love dietrich, dietrich bonhoeffer's uh, life together book even um i wish you just read that together and come back and we talk about that one that's mm -hmm. a great subject right there love it um yeah i'll put that uh text in the notes now that you brought it up i'll put dietrich bonhoeffer's uh book life together in the notes of the uh, podcast uh, check that out below so any more issues what are the other issues you see in uh, coming up in pastoral care we have, we're just on pastoral care now, so we got to hurry yeah. up. We're, we're running, we we yeah. have a full hour to do this show. So. Right. Uh, I, that's probably what I've got for, for pastoral care at the moment. Okay, what about then moving on to missionary care or, or um, care for missionaries on the field and maybe then encouragements for churches to do missionary care yeah. from distance maybe, right? Okay. So just give, give us some issues. What, is you fa what are you seeing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I find that missionaries just live, generally speaking, with a higher level of stress. Now, everybody lives with stress, but I think we're often blind to it. A friend compares it to having a low-grade fever. Now, here I live in beautiful southwest Germany, and I'm surrounded by English-speaking people in, in my particular context. Now, that, you know, that immediately reduces the stress level of what I grew up thinking a missionary. So instead of living with a hundred degree fever, you're living with like a ninety nine point yeah. five or something, yeah. right? Yeah, and low grade fever. I love that analogy. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so even even though you know people may come and see, oh, this is this is beautiful. You know, it's not a an impoverished area. Like you can travel and see beautiful places within right. within hours. You know, you're not and, living in a tribal area or right. something like this. Yeah, right. And yet. Uh, there are stressors by uh, still language stressors and culture stressors that sometimes are more insidious because uh, they're not as easy to spot. Right. Yeah. Like when you don't put your trash out in Germany. Yes. The neighbors kind of seethe. Yeah. <laughs> they yes. don't tell you right away, but like months later, they'll just holler at you, right? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, there's these things that just come up once yeah. in a while and you're like, whoa. Yeah, so in here in the first world, it's easy to look and see. Oh, like you know, Germany and the U.S. are are Western uh, world, Western world. Yeah. They're they're leading strong economies in these things, and yet should be all good, right? Yeah, it's close enough. You know, similarities, and yet there are profound differences. Like you just touched on the first one that I would mention as well, which is just a radically different approach to uh, rules and kind of cultural expectations around how you live out your daily life and germany is an ordnung kultur yeah, that means in ordnung, yeah. in ordnung. <laughs> everything has to be in order and yeah. in ship shape shape so yeah you're absolutely right on the money yep 
Yeah, so that that's the first thing that I would, you know, that comes to mind is just this, this stressors stress level of missionaries is generally speaking much higher than someone you or me say living in Indiana. Yeah, we would, we would have a, a drastically lower stress level just to, just in in daily life. Just from living overseas, just from living in a different culture that's not your own. You're not your passport culture. Yeah, absolutely. That, and that should that should be heard by if pastor. If you don't hear anything, hear that, please. Missionaries who live in another culture who are trying to take the gospel to the other another place that's not their own home culture, they are living with a low grade fever. That is brilliant, Jeff. Thanks for bringing that. They're, they're just stressors. They're just stressors. Yeah. Yeah. And then we find, if I may, the next thing that comes to mind is when people arrive on the field. That transition itself, and it's usually in the first, I'll say six months, that transition surfaces stuff that people tend to think is long gone, buried in the past. Yeah. And one way, my another friend of mine, in, also in pastoral care for missionaries, says it, that uh, it exposes our idols. Wow. And, and I think he's spot on. So things that... You know, uh, uh, issues that I have been able to to navigate, to manage, to to uh, up to this point they haven't. To, yeah, yeah, they suddenly <laughs> surface, and with, where did that come from? Yeah, with power <laughs> and and often destructive power, yep. and so that first year for new missionaries to the field can be deeply disorienting, uh, distressing. Wow. And, and so that's a, that is a major, we try in our first one to two years, but especially those first 12 months to really to coach stay more connected and help and, through yeah. those times. Yeah. Yeah. Deeply disorienting first year for missionaries. Pastors, if you don't hear anything, this is point number two. Yes. For your help for missionaries that their first to second year are usually deeply disoriented. I can yes. confirm um, this truth from Jeff. Thanks, Jeff, for that. Uh, anything else on missionaries? What are, what other th- issues you see in? Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Another one is, um, I'll say, escapism. Uh-huh. Uh, it is not uncommon for people to be uh, interested in and pursue missions, maybe even unknowingly escaping something. No, yes. no missionaries do that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I've I've heard people put it this way: like I thought if I did something big for God, He would fix my problems. It's all gonna be good, man. Wow. So missions is for a lot of people escapism. I'm afraid. It's a it's a big factor for a lot of folks. Say it ain't so. <laughs> and then it becomes yeah. I, I think then it becomes an opportunity to take a an honest look at life. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a great opportunity. I'm glad you see it so positively in the end. Yeah. Let's look at this honestly. 
What are you trying to escape? Or, or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. What am I? Oh, okay. I guess I can't run from myself, right? <laughs> you know, there's an right. old Keith Green song. You can run to the wow. end of the highway. <laughs> Dietrich Bonhoeffer and Keith Green, like uh, you bought it, like all my faith. Oh man. Okay. All right. You can run Keith to the Green. end of the highway and not find what you're looking for. I'm gonna to have to put that in the link too. Yeah. Check the bottom. Check the notes. To find yourself, you got to start right here. Keith Green. Yes. And. That is the experience, I believe, of many missionaries to find, oh, I'm still here. <laughs> I can't run away from... It's just me. Me. And so <laughs> then it becomes a great opportunity for the God of grace to invade and and to destroy idols and to... Right. Yeah. And so, and so then it feels to me like my sacred privilege to come alongside people in these moments who, for whatever reason, life isn't working. Missions yeah. isn't what I dreamed it was it's just life in another context and it's harder you know all these things and <laughs> you mean you mean i can't come here and save the world yeah <laughs> yep oh that's quality uh your insights are probably better than i had actually imagined i knew you'd bring something today but that's awesome um and so what particularly for this one how could a church home sort of help navigate without having like the Kung Fu grip on somebody, you know, yeah. and being like controlling. Cause I've had churches myself who support us and say like, they want to know. And you're like, Oh, it's like really uh, yeah. constricting. Could you let go a little bit? You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I, give us some tips maybe that a church, a pastor could do. Just reach out. Maybe I'm care. I care about you. I love you. Uh, what can we, how can we pray for you? What, what are some tips yeah. for churches? pastors listening to this saying hey here's how i care practically for a missionary who's going through that yes right great question uh the first thing that comes to my mind richard is the relational piece so yeah. i'm mm -hmm. thinking of our sending church and they have allowed a couple uh husband and wife to kind of naturally emerge as our connection to our, our primary connection to that church Okay. And it has, it is so encouraging because Ingrid and I know they care deeply and yeah. they are, uh, they're going to come watch our kids in, in 2020 when, uh, we're oh, nice. you know, going to be gone for a week. Real so, practical. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that, that is, I know that we still will have to in January fill out the annual questionnaire right. and I'll grit my teeth and do that. But got to, about four of those to do right now. So yeah, yeah, those <laughs> really can become cumbersome. So I would, you know, if I may, churches, pastors out there, uh, keep in mind that that kind of uh, work, these annual questionnaires we've just mentioned, can really become cumbersome. And so the more that we can. Streamline those things. Yeah, streamline or, those yeah. things and also relationalize, like try to keep the relationship fresh. Instead of just on paper or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Good deal. Let's move on since for time's sake. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just want to get all these good questions. Uh, thanks for those issues. Uh, pastors, take heed, right? Just listen to those things. No, Just know them. I mean, you got to know that, that a missionary... Is facing that you got to know that your congregants are facing the things that Jeff just spoke about. Those are the issues that are the they're on today right now for sure. Um, just real quick, why do you think that is? Why do you think these issues arise? Can you just give a maybe a one or two sentence kind of concept of why you think that might be? Yeah, and uh, 
Specifically, uh, you're wondering the, the pastoral church side of things or the missionary Let's side? Let's do one or? sentence or two sentences to the pastoral side and then one sentence or two sentences to the missionary side. Yeah, great. All right, so the pastoral side, we talked about some of the hot topics and the challenges of engaging and, and transient community. Sexuality and, and gender. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. Can you do it in a sentence or two? Yeah, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking... Uh, Original sin. <laughs> oh, oh, no, really? Yeah. In Adam, we all sinned, but in Christ. Yes, and you know, I'm I'm thinking too that like there's nothing new under the sun. As I look at yeah. the like the issue du jour, you know, in terms of sexuality and these things, like these things come and go, and yet there truly is nothing new under the sun. Like yeah, human... I mean, Paul wrote about it in Romans. It's yeah. there, you know, yeah. Romans 1. Right. We traded our identity image for idols and... Yep. Yeah, and then as I think about missionaries and some of the particular issues that surface for us, I was going to say them, but for us, <laughs> yeah, us too. Um, I, I think some of it is in what my a predecessor in my... Uh, pastoral care with our organization he called it he would he would frequently notice that we missionaries had an inadequate theology of suffering oh what i need to have you like every day on my show are you (laughs) kidding me okay so and i think it goes unpack it yeah i mean i think it does relate to this um as i've mentioned this uh, this idealism and this idea that if I do something big for God, he will bless me and kind of my yep. Christian dreams of greatness even will converge. Like it'll happen. My yeah. American dream and my Christian dream will yeah. find yeah. their peak at the mountain of whatever. And then you find yourself in the trenches and you are are very much in conflict with uh, with coworkers and it's it's killing you and you, and you can't does not compute, right? Because I don't have a theology that expects, you know, expects this. I somehow thought that heaven on earth was going to was going to come my way. I used to tell my teenagers in, in youth ministry, it's not if, but when. I would get we'd go through Job or whatever else. Hey guys, it's not if you face trials and suffering. It's just about when, you yeah. know. Um, and we have to be expect and, and what do we do? What Christ do we hold to when we Hit that valley of the shadow of death. Yeah, yeah. I've never learned anything of faith deepening significance in the green pasture. Only in the valley of the shadow of death have I learned to hold on and look for that rod and that staff of that good shepherd. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. So, man, that's solid. Uh, We don't have a developed theology of suffering. Um, And... The God who allowed all suffering, at least, mm-hmm. allowed his son to go to the cross to display that he took part in our suffering. Every earthly uh, disgusting thing, every earthly suffering that we ever went through, ever could go through, he uh, took hold of it yeah. for us on the cross. Quality stuff. Um, we need to develop our theology of suffering. Yeah, let's move on to our um, just maybe a few suggestions. So what do missionaries, what can you see missionaries need most from the larger body of Christ? Hmm. So, you know, 
missionary Jane and Joe go to uh, Africa somewhere, they're on the field. What could that family, in your experience, seeing missionaries for these last several years, ministering to them, what could the larger body of Christ do better for Jane and Joe missionary on the field in Africa? Yeah, uh, I'll start with a very specific idea. <laughs> All right. Send them your Christmas card. Oh, I saw you post that. You yeah. want people's Christmas cards. Yeah, I, you know, for me, that That's quality. is an annual, I, I love it. It means so much to me. And, and if I were in the U.S., it probably wouldn't, frankly, mean that much to me. But for some reason, here, when somebody goes to the pain of getting... Writing an international letter. Yeah, 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 yeah. a little extra postage, probably a trip to the post office to get this special stamp or whatever. Out, yeah. Figure that out, you know, <laughs> to write a little... Horizontal line through their seven, so it looks like a European seven. You know, all these little things. Put Germany and airmail on there. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to say Jeff's address, but he wants your Christmas card. Yes, please. <laughs> so, what does that do for you, though? Tell yeah. us what that do- just does for you. It bridges my worlds. Yeah. And I and I feel loved and seen and cared for. Even though you're not there physically. Yeah. 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 And, you know, we have these, and, and the holidays are, are deeply personal uh, you know, even sacred times, right? In our annual Especially for family. rhythms. Yeah. 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 And so that it, it hurts. Like Thanksgiving is coming up here soon. And yeah. that is my most homesick day wow. every year. I've just come really? to expect it. Because lo- it's my favorite of the American holidays. Y'all have big family gatherings usually in the yeah, cag, usually. cag win. Yeah, Yep, yep. And uh, and it's simple. You know, Christmas stresses but me out with all the there. gifts. It's and just you, being there. You're there together. Yeah. You give thanks. You right. take a nap. You know, it's glorious. And watch football. <laughs> and <laughs> speaking and so, of, we're going to offer the football uh, yes. the, the coming up with yeah. Teach Beyond. Turkey Bowl. <laughs> Turkey That's Bowl. Right. That's right. So... So I say Christmas cards, but that is meant as a specific example. And the the more general idea there is trying to keep things uh, as relational as possible. Yeah. And like, so act like people are there with you in your community. Yeah. Do what you would do for those who are physically with you. Yeah. And yeah. this and in the 21st century, this is actually a beauty of the digital world we inhabit. Is I send and receive text messages across the ocean that's just crazy all the time and that helps to uh, you know it's not the same as being face to face but it but write someone a text yeah you can right yeah you can do it and there are many platforms now you can do it you know and and that i find really helps as well um whatsapp works for us yes that's big here (laughs) it's big and i don't know i don't know if it's as big in america but it's big here yeah yeah But it works, yeah. Just reach out, right? Yep. I like uh, your statement. When in doubt, reach out. Thank oh, you. Ah, music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's wrap it up here with this idea. Give us a few recommendations on how to improve our care for each other in the body of Christ. And then you already mentioned missionaries, but maybe if you have another idea for a missionary, just throw that in there too. Sure. Let's okay. Let help the people listening. Um, do the one anothering. Yeah. That, okay. that the New Testament talks so often about. Okay. Well, uh, you just said the word listen, and that and that is my one word answer. I think we started there as well today in our, our little chat here. Yeah. Listen. 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 Listen to understand. This would be my number one far and away recommendation. And I actually view it as a gospel activity, Richard, because you just mentioned that the living God entered our world. 
Yeah. And there is something, I believe, even miraculous in the economy of God's working. When I listen to someone express their pain, I'll say, there is something that happens, and I, I don't even, I don't comprehend it, but I experience it. And they, I, they don't have to think that I agree with everything that they say, yeah. but somehow knowing that they can express their experience, and it, in biblical terms, it, it's a lament of sorts. Right. And so to know that they are not alone, but another living soul cares for them, and it is as if I become that person for a moment. There's something mysteriously incarnational that I still Walk don't Walk in their even, shoes a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And it is powerfully healing for someone in pain to have someone actually listen. I think it's the most loving yeah. thing you can do is to give somebody your complete attention. I hear you. Yeah. And I actually do hear you. Yes, you do. <laughs> I thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jeff, you've preached the gospel to us. You've preached uh, the truth of the God's word. Listen to one another. Care for one another. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Even as Christ, God in Christ Jesus has been compassionate and loved us and forgiven us and hurt us. Yeah. He hurt our suffering yeah. and sent his son to the cross to be the sacrifice and the the atoning sacrifice for our sins and man if that's the message we can send can you give us um one encouragement on the way out what, mm. what what's your final word on this we're not gonna it's not gonna be the final word ever but uh we're, sure. gonna, we're gonna we're gonna come back to it i'd love to interview you again this has been a great time but send us out maybe yeah well i it is such a privilege to operate in the sphere of church and and missions and seek to be a bridge and i would encourage churches to seek to relationalize create that word there relationalize your nice. your um, your relationship with your missionaries as much as possible seek to listen and to understand uh, do all you can to take the best advantage of modern 21st century technology yeah. to let them know they are yep. you see them they yep. are not forgotten you are with them and for them awesome jeff cagwin's been our guest today on churchpreneurs jeff thanks so much for stopping by thank you Richard. um we'll have to do it again i'm sure yeah especially since you drop all the best resource bombs uh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh thanks for listening to churchpreneurs podcast you can find out more information at my website at richardpmore.net I also blog at richardpmore.blogspot.com, or you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is at richardpmore23. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any ideas for a podcast, please reach out on any one of those platforms. God bless you. Until next time, take care. Take care.